Good evening. Welcome to a very special presentation of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Cheap Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to part two of a very special Hauntings of. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about The Hauntings of Canada. Um, and Chip, I, just to kind of a review of the uh, last episode that we did, what did you think of part one of the episode that we uh, did so far? Uh, I, I thought part one was very interesting. Canada has always been a place. It's been on my bucket list of places to, to visit. And since we've been doing the, the hauntings of series, and now we're revisiting that with, with some other places outside of the United States, um, it's just doubled down like, places that i want to go because now i've become more interested in visiting places to to kind of visit and see you know are these places really haunted or not can i see what other people have seen and stuff like that so right uh interestingly enough like we I, uh, we were uh we were coming from we were coming from uh uh the Hamilton place area driving back and we took Shalliford. Uh, and then you, of course, to get to your house, you have to hit uh Glenwood to come around to get to your house. Um, and we actually passed the cemetery. Um, yeah. and, uh, we passed the cemetery and, uh, I looked at my, uh, Malachi, my son was in the back and I was like, Hey Malachi, you know, that, uh, great, you know, that, uh, graveyard's haunted. Right. And he was like, yeah, like, hey, what, what you, like, does that not bother you? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> my son, my son, don't give no fucks whatsoever. Um, that being said, though, we are going to continue with. We have eight more haunted places to talk to you guys about today. So let's go ahead and not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and kick it off with the next one on the list. The next one is Peggy's Point Lighthouse. This is at Peggy's Cove, and this is in Nova Scotia. The site of a famous landmark, Peggy's Point Lighthouse. Peggy's Cove is also the home of a spirit of a young lady in blue. Local legend tells the story of an immigrant woman who moved to the area whilst her children lived in, still lived in Europe. Although she had remarried in Canada, she missed her children massively and would often walk down to the rocks to gaze out onto the sea. One particular night, she walked down to the rocks together with her husband in an attempt to cheer her up. He danced for her on the slippery rocks, though he tragically slipped and fell to his death. She would return a short time later to the spot where he died, then proceeded to walk off into the water where she disappeared. Her body was never recovered and has never been seen again. Many people have witnessed her ghost dressed in blue walking across the rocks and standing as if she's ready to jump. Only when she only when she approached her apparition, she disappears into thin air. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So this is one of those ones where it's not really scary. It's more tragic. Um, you know. You know, the, the 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 husband, you know, wanted to cheer her up because she misses her children. She, you know, she misses her children and, you know, maybe he's like, okay, I'll do something to cheer. I'll do like a little funny dance or something on the rocks. You know, 
every married man knows if your wife's feeling down, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to try to cheer her up. You want to try to make her see everything's going to be okay. You know, everything's going to work out here. Look at me. Hey, laugh at me. You know, I'm being, I'm being a dumbass, you know, and in doing so, he tragically lost his life by falling to his death. Right. And it said that she would return a short time later on the spot where he died and proceed to walk into the water where she disappeared. The thing about it is, is that her body was never recovered. Her body was never seen. So did she really go back like they say that she did? Or, you know, is it more of like she she died long? Because it, it doesn't necessarily give a timeline to this person, to this to this lady's death. You know, yeah. so is it one of them situations where, you know, her ghost kind of revisits th that area, maybe still looking for her lost love? I don't know. What What are your thoughts? Yeah, that, I, my question was going to be, how do they know she revisited that area, uh, walked or that particular spot and walked into the water and disappeared, never to be seen again? Like how how do you know that yeah but is but also it's an old wives tale uh or did she pass away somewhere else and then come she just visits this place because it was the last place that she seen her husband and was truly happy you know maybe maybe so but then again she was probably not as happy from the standpoint that she was missing her children who were still living in England at the time or Europe at the time. It, it says Europe. I'm, I'm going to assume England. Maybe I shouldn't do that because it just says lived in Europe. So hell Europe could be Europe could be England, Ireland, Spain. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. Anywhere, um, yeah, anywhere that, that um, over in Europe, but it, it does, it, it is more tragic. And, and these are the stories that it's like, would the ghost like would if you if you try to approach a ghost it, it disappears in the thin air maybe it disappears from the standpoint that it doesn't want to be seen it doesn't want to be messed with it doesn't want to be talked to you know and what happens if you do continue to approach you know what i mean and she's still right. there the apparition's still there like what would happen then you know would you be more freaked out would you be more scared who knows <sighs> excuse me yeah, it, this oh, is wait. one of those ones I have a ton of questions about, but it's it's mirrored in more tragedy than yep. than scary. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that being said, let's move on to the next one on the list. You got it, Bubba? I sure do. Next up is the West Point Lighthouse, and this is in O'Leary, Prince David Island, Canada say that five times fast <laughs> no, i'm good uh the famous black and white stripes of the west point lighthouse are a popular site for many tourists worldwide oh excuse me the what lies within not many people know the ghost of the original lighthouse keeper william mcdonald haunts its halls and the surrounding grounds the lighthouse also caters to guests as it operates as an inn, with past guests reporting his apparition standing in their room in the dead of night. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. 
no I, I know you guys have heard us say this a ton but I, I'm out like yeah. <laughs> that's the thing like if if I'm wide awake and I see something I, I can almost always explain it away right and it doesn't bother me but if I'm asleep and I wake up and there's just some dude standing in my room I'm like man who the fuck are you and how'd you get in my room <laughs> right and then and... at that point he could either lunge at you or just you know fall back into the walls or go past through him and then that's when you're like uh jesse get the boys get dressed we get the fuck out of here right now yeah like i'm, I'm done i'm out <laughs> right uh, it also says that you may be able to catch the apparitions of flaming ships that have been known to pass by the shoreline here. Uh, that one is more interesting to me than William McDonald. Why are the, the ships... Fact, Go ahead, well, what now? I, I was going to say, except for the fact that he appears in your room at night while you're asleep. Well, that 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 is true. Well, it doesn't say while you're asleep. It just says in the dead of night. Well, I guess you'd be asleep at the dead of night. <laughs> Bottom line is, though, is that, like, I mean, like, I can understand William McDonald. He was the, you know, he was the, the original lighthouse keeper. So it makes sense for, you know, that to be a haunting. You know, he still haunts the grounds and stuff like that. You know, it's maybe it's a place where he feels comfortable. It doesn't feel like he's a bad guy or an evil spirit or anything like that. The flaming ships, though, that's got my attention from the standpoint that why are these ships on fire? And right. if the ships are on fire, how did they get on fire? Was there an accident on a boat? Uh, and what kind of ship is it? Is it a is it is it is it sort of like a battleship? Is it a pirate ship? Pirate ship? Is it a Viking ship? You know, I mean, like there's a lot of lot of lot of questions about that one. Uh Matter of fact, let me let me well, make sure. See, this Prince Edward Island. Yeah, I'll see. So, see, Prince Edward Island. Dad, gum it. All right, here we go. Uh, see, flaming ships. See if that does anything. Oh, yo, it's the first thing that popped up. Hang on a second. It says the legend. Oh, let me let me click on the article just to make sure I'm not doing it wrong here. It says in in Canada ghost lore, the ghost ship of Northumberland Strait is a ghost ship said to sail ablaze within the Northumberland Strait, uh, the body of water that separates Prince Edward Island from Nova Scotia to New Brunswick in eastern Canada. Okay, it says the legend of the ghost ship in the Straits dates all the way back 200 years, and it is typically described as a beautiful sooner ship that has three or four masses with pure white sails, all of which are said to become completely engulfed in flames as onlookers watch. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, a number of legends... And ghost stories exist to describe the sightings of the ghost ships over the years, including uh, descriptions of a 
a devastative outline of the ship's mass and phantom crew members climbing into climbing them before the vessel supposedly either completely burns, sinks, or vanishes. According to the legend, in 1900, a group of sailors boarded a small rowboat in Charlottetown Harbor and raced towards the phantom ship to rescue the crew only to have the ship vanish. In January of 2008, a 17-year-old Matthew Grubier, I want to say that's how his name is pronounced, please forgive me, I'm French-Canadian, it's, it's hard sometimes, um, but anyway, told a local newspaper he believed he saw the legendary phantom ship in the uh, Tatamagouch Bay, uh, describing it as a bright white and gold ship. Now, the Tagamagouch uh, Mountain resident, Melvin Langston, also claims he saw the ship one night in October explaining, I believe in all that stuff and I don't know what else it could be. Now, the, the uh, natural explanations is in 1905, New Brunswick scientist William Francis Ganong uh, proposed that the legend may have arose due to the natural electricity phenomenon such as the St. Elmo's fire that had been subject to interpretation as a flaming, the flaming riggings of the ship. Other explanations suggest that the illusion may have been created by a bank of fog reflecting moonlight. Um... I mean, if people say they see a ship, I doubt Moonlight could create that in fog because it would be the the geometrically that wouldn't make sense. You know what I mean? Because right. fog's not fog's not linear in that way. It's more organic and it's more flowy. It's more like air, you know, because air floats everywhere. This, you know, you you would see something a little bit more solid, you know. Um, so. How do you uh how are you feeling about this one now after you've heard the story of the ghost ship of Northumberland uh Strait? Um I don't know. It's still kind of kind of weird. Uh, more more urban legendy, would you it, say? It feels more urban legendy than anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised that it popped up, that the article popped up when it did because I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> I ain't got to do a whole lot of research." Right. But that is very interesting, though. To point out, though, that one was very interesting. Alrighty, so from there, we're gonna jump to the very next one, and the next one is um, Baston Square, and this is in Victoria, British Columbia, uh, situated downtown Baston Square is the center of the hustle and bustle in Victoria. If you want to find a great place to eat or for some retail therapy, then this is the area you want to be in. However, when the sun goes down, the place takes on a whole new persona, with many people believing it's the most haunted place in Victoria. This statement currently carries weight at is as it reportedly has the highest concentration of ghosts in all of Victoria. The Ooh. site of the yeah, the site of the city's old Supreme Court was built on the same spot that the city's first gallows and jails once stood. The tree that stands beside it 
was believed to have been you have been where the hanging rope was situated and where many people died. Many of the men who had their lives ended here are buried beneath the building's foundation. Oh shit, okay. Uh <laughs> what do we always say? You don't mess with someone's final resting place? Nope. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. One, one, more, one, more, one more quick little paragraph. The Maritime Museum is another of the haunted buildings in the square. It's reportedly home to the spirit of Sir William Ballaby. Uh, Begbie. There we go. Will, Sir Matthew Bally Begbie. There we go. The Hanging Judge. I say that in quotations. It's also a popular spot for many ghost hunters with regular ghost tours running here on the built up to Halloween. And just like that it ruined it. Okay. Um so how are you feeling about it now? Cuz in the daytime it's, you know, hustle bustle. Hey, let's go shopping. Hey, let's go get a bite to eat. Hey, let's go do this. Hey, let's go do that. Nighttime comes. I ain't going to the city at night. You at your mind. <laughs> how you feeling? Uh well, like we've always said, you don't mess with a man's or woman's final resting place. Um, and that would explain why this is a so-called or has a so-called plethora of uh, paranormal activity here. But then that last line of the what you read blew it all out of the water for me. Right. Where it said it's a popular spot for many ghost hunters with regular ghost tours running here on the build up to Halloween. Yep. Uh now that that doesn't mean it's not haunted. It just doesn't mean that the embellishment has been amped right. up. Right. You know, I, I would say that they probably embellish more during that the Halloween season right than they do any other time oh of course of course I mean that I mean because anytime any place is suspected of being haunted it's like okay we'll wait till Halloween we could drum up some business you know so exactly but and this is at the Maritime uh, Museum by the way so uh that being said though let's move on to the very next one on the list you got it I do. Next up, we have the Plains of Abraham, and this is in Quebec City, Quebec, Canada. Hmm. So the Plains of Abraham is the site of one of the most famous battles in Canada's history. Hmm. Fought over a period of three months in 1759, it was a battle between the British forces of Major General James Wolfe and the French forces of Major General Louis Joseph de Montcalm, who were barricaded in Quebec City. Being a location of such historical significance, it's little wonder that there have been so many paranormal reports, with a common occurrence being the sighting of ghostly soldiers appearing and then disappearing throughout the area. Both majors died during the battle, and many believe they are still waging war against one another even after death. Wow. You talk about a blood feud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Crazy. Um, 
I'm gonna look something. I'm gonna look this up real quick. Plains of Abraham. All right. Just so that I can. Uh, hey, perfect. Pl- wait, Plains of Abraham. Battle. Okay, a quick up battle. Let's see. Okay, it was the Battle of Quebec, is what it was. Um. It yeah. It says the Battle of Plains of Abraham, also known as the Battle of Quebec. Uh, was a pivotal battle in the Seven Year War, referred to as the French and Indian War, to describe the North America to describe the North American theater. Um, and when I say theater, I mean in warfare. Theater is an is an area in which important military events occurred and took place. Um, it says the battle, which began on September thirteenth, seventeen fifty nine, was fought on the plateau by the British Army and the Royal Navy against the French Army uh, just outside the walls of Quebec City on land that was originally owned by a farmer named Abraham Martin. So there's where the Abraham comes in, Uh, hence the name of the battle. The battle involved fewer than 10,000 troops in total, but proved to be a deciding uh, yeah, a deciding moment in the conflict between the French and the British over the fate of New France, influencing late, the later creation of the country of Canada. Hmm. You see, I, I like some of the hauntings where... It always has a little touch of history in it. Yes. And then you end up going down rabbit holes that you didn't really know. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. to me, like that, that to me is what, and, and I talked about it just recently on the Chronic Conversations podcast, is that it's very, we, we I love the history of certain things that we talk about when we do the hauntings because it's not just boo, spooky ghost. It's the things that led up to it that I think are the most interesting. You know what I mean? How, how are you feeling now after reading about the Battle of Plains, Plains Abraham? Oh, or Battle of Quebec, rather. Right. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm really interested now. Uh, and it, it does make sense because a, a lot of, if you go back and you listen to a lot of our uh, hauntings of when we were talking about the, the hauntings of in each state, uh, a lot of the places kind of on the the mason dixon line uh when we had the civil war and everything those are some of the most haunted places you know because the the soldiers that died in that area and and now we're talking about canada and here we are at a battlefield and it's one of the most haunted places in canada and it makes sense because you know a, a ton of soldiers died here uh, so, yeah, they're still, you know, roaming that area. Maybe some of them are looking for lost body pieces or whatnot, or, you know, they're still, you know, destined to fight forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fight forever. Clap, 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 clap. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, now I get what you're saying. And, and and the thing about it is, especially with the last bar, with the last bar, I'm sorry, the last uh, sentence you said when it said, both majors died during the battle, and many believe they are still re- waging war against one another even after death. That is like that to me is like you know that that had to have been a serious, 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 serious hatred uh, that they had for one another. Especially if maybe it's like 
maybe maybe it's a situation where one, they don't know that they're dead. They don't know that the war is over. They don't know that you know it's 2022. You know what I mean? And it's like Canada and the U.S. are you know you know okay, or Canada and England are kind of okay with each other. You know, but who's to say? Um, that being said, let's move on to the very next one on the list. And this is I'm gonna butcher the hell out of this, and I apologize. <laughs> I know I'm going to Craig Daroach Castle. Wow, that was better than I thought. Yeah. Craig DeRoach Castle, and this is in Victoria, British Columbia. Why am I getting all the Victoria, British Columbia ones? Okay. I don't know. <clears throat> but anyway, so Craig DeRoach uh, Castle in Victoria, British Columbia, widely believed to be one of the most haunted houses, not only in British Columbia, but in the entire country of Canada. Okay? Situated atop a hill overlooking the city, the mansion was built over a period of three years from 1987. I'm sorry, 1887, excuse me. It was financed by a wealthy Scottish immigrant named Robert Dunsmer, who had occurred his vast wealth from Vancouver Island coal. Robert died before its completion in 1889, leaving his estate to his wife Joan, who would go on to live here with their with their two sons and eight daughters? Whoa, a uh, shit ton of estrogen in that house, uh, <laughs> right? That being said, rumors of the castle being haunted have been going strong for many many years, but the current owners do not give the reports any credence. Instead, choosing to deny the place being haunted whatsoever. Many visitors have reported seeing the apparitions of a little girl and a maid. Another bit of activity reported multiple times is that the pair of disembodied voice, I'm sorry, disembodied feet running up and down the stairs. Strange music has also been heard several times too. A visitor has also witnessed the apparition of a man ascending the stairs. Could this man be Robert Dunsmer? Who knows? Uh, but it's very interesting. What you think, Bubba? Uh, I mean, it is very interesting. I don't. There's a lot of. There is a lot of estrogen in that house. For oh people. my god! Uh, <laughs> two sons, eight daughters. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, I mean. Don't get me wrong. I mean, be fruitful and multiply. But come on. <laughs> I guess he just wasn't uh, meant to raise boys. I, don't I, know. Get, I get. Well, he's got two sons, so I mean, hopefully they're the oldest, and they just, you know, I was. We'll, we'll just have girls from now on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, but you know, with with many visitors reporting seeing the apparitions of a little girl and a maid, and the other that it's, it's kind of weird, the disembodied feet running up and down. Where did the feet come from? Whose feet got cut off? That's what I'm <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I want to know whose feet got cut off, and why are these feet just running up and down the stairs? Right. Um, I'm trying to find that. Apparently, hold on. Can you wait a minute? I think you can actually. Okay, it's on the National Historic Site of Canada. Okay. Which is kind of like our na register, National Registry of Historic Places. Um, according to this, 
uh, doesn't say anything about hauntings on this particular list. <sighs> Excuse me. But, okay, let me look at Robert Dunsmer. Let me see. He was, okay. Uh, see, it has him, Legacy. Doesn't say anything about him still haunting the house, though. Oh, wow. You All right, so Mr. Robert Dunsmer, this is his legacy. Okay. 38 years after arriving at the colony of Vancouver Island as an entrepreneur, he was a miner starting out making $5 a week for the Hudson Bay Company. He died the richest man in British Columbia in sole control of the Empire Estate that was worth, at the time, $15 million. Do you want to know how much 15... That, just back then, was $15 million. You want to know how much it is now? Yes. $432 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Fifteen million now to him back then. You know that that's whew. You had fifteen million dollars back that, that back in that time. Yeah, you were very very well off. Um, it says his obituary in the Vancouver News Advertiser said of him he was neither a politician nor a statesman. He judged as judged by the usual standards applied to such but was a very practical, hard-headed, and level-headed legislator who knew what he wanted and usually took the shortest route to get it. I mean, do what you got to do, right? right. Um, the offer was, okay, hold on a second. It says in, 19, in 1888, Alexa Alexander Dunsford was passing through Sikawa County, California, and according to that account, it was taken. he, he was taken in by the beautiful area and offered to donate a fountain into that new town if they would name the town in his honor the offer was accepted and dunsmer fountain remained operational near the city of dunsmer california so dunsmer california uh which is located like right at the top of it's like right on the uh, hold on. Let me look real quick. Okay, it says right here it's it's on the upper side of the Sacramento River, uh, in the Trinity Mountains. It's in Northern California, and it is it's it's right there on the line. Not it's not on the uh California Oregon line, um, but it's on the bottom of the uh, county. So it's more like it's 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 in the county that's above that's right above. Or it's right below Oregon, but it's at the very bottom of the county, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, but, but anywho, so yeah, so there's a little insight into into that one. Uh, so anyway, a little bit of history there. <laughs> and if you look at the picture, uh, Bubba, t just yes or no, just your opinion. Does that picture of the castle right there? Does that not look a little bit like? The house from the first Resident Evil game. Uh, I think it does. I think it looks very, very similar to it. And if anybody wants to check out this picture, Chip, where can they go? Check it out at hauntedrooms.com. We're not sponsored. One day we hope to be. Amen to that. Shout out to Haunted Rooms America for providing us with our content today. Uh, while we're doing that, let's just go on straight to the next one. You got it, Bubba? 
yeah, the next one up is, uh, <laughs> uh, this is kind of funny. It's the old spaghetti factory in, hey. <laughs> in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yo. Uh, this sits at 53 Water Street, Vancouver, British Columbia. So, next on our foray into the most haunted places in Canada is the Old Spaghetti Factory. Constructed in 1912, the Old Spaghetti Factory in Vancouver has gained quite a reputation for not only being a great place to dine out, but a hot spot for ghostly activity. At least four ghosts reside here permanently. Who knows how many others? Set right in the middle of the restaurant is a British electric streetcar from the 1950s and with it the spirit of the conductor who once called it his workplace before dying in a train crash oh yeah the other three spirits tied to the restaurant include a red-headed man who likes to surprise women in the bathroom pervert <laughs> uh a chatty little girl holding a balloon and a oh shit <laughs> Yeah, uh, I wonder if that balloon is red. Oh, Lord Jesus, no. Uh, and a young boy named Edward. Uh, uh, now, You know what? This is the only time I will ever say, you know what? I'd rather talk to the ghost kid. I'd rather talk to Edward. Hey, Edward, what's up, buddy? Stay away from that girl with the balloon. <laughs> but anyway. Right. Uh, now, unfortunately, this is all they have uh, for us about the old spaghetti factory. Um. So how are you feeling about this currently? Uh, yeah, I, I want to look into it more. Like you would think because I mean, because from what you gathered, from what you told me, the old spaghetti factory, like, you know, it has, it says the spirit of the, because there's that, there's that big ass electric streetcar that's in the middle of, uh, of the, of the uh, restaurant. My whole, th- I mean, because was 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 British Columbia like known for the street? Because if, if you if, here in the states, we all know San Francisco has the electric cars and the, the electric street cars and stuff, and that's still a very popular thing. Even though a lot of people are like, more people are going more modern with like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a car. Or people are going hybrid. People are going electric. You know, and some people it's like, why would I want a car? I can just get on the, you know. I can just get on the streetcar and I can get to where I need to go. I ain't got to worry about it. You know, they run these things, you know, even at nighttime, you know. Um, so was British Columbia known for the streetcars? Did they create the streetcar? Like, uh, that's something I would want to like. It, but yeah. Let's yeah. see. Uh, now, I did find a little more uh, at a, a website called gastown.org. Okay. Uh and it, it says, for decades, locals have been sharing stories of ghost sightings in the neighborhood. So in celebration of Halloween, here's a haunted tale from the Old Spaghetti Factory. Rumor has it the Old Spaghetti Factory has several spirits who linger in and around the historic restaurant both day and night. The first is the first sighting involves a train conductor from the number 53 old trolley that patrons think of as part of the decor. Some say the conductor died in an underground collision beneath the restaurant, while others believe his ghost appeared when the train was installed within the restaurant. Either way, hmm. many say that the old spaghetti factory staffers 
uh, have spotted the ghost in full uniform inside the train after the restaurant empties out in the evening. Ah, so they're not there when the guests are there, but they are there. Right. <laughs> uh, the second ghost is known as the Little Red Man. Uh, he has flaming red hair and a pennant for mischief. Rumor has it that he roams around the kitchen whispering to staffers and calling out their name. Okay. Uh, like a prankster ghost almost. Right. Uh, the third ghost was spotted by a waitress who saw a young boy running around the restaurant during her closing shift. She was so scared by the incident that she resigned on the spot. And the same spirit has been also seen vending cutlery. But when staff members brought it to the attention of the manager, the previous bent country cutlery had mysteriously returned to normal. No, hell no. <laughs> All right. And the fourth ghost sighting was of a young girl sitting at a table near the front of the restaurant holding a red balloon. Uh, a friend of the general manager claimed to have engaged in a long conversation with the ghost, but when someone else approached the table, she just vanished into thin air. Wow. Uh. That's crazy. The crazy, another thing is, is that you can still eat here at the old spaghetti factory. Mm -hmm. um, and old spaghetti, matter of fact, the old spaghetti factory, hang on, let me look. There, they, they, it, yes, it is in uh, Canada, um, but they also have, uh, matter of fact, hang on, they also have them in Arizona. They have, uh, they have a shit ton of them in California, like a shit ton. They got, they're in Concord, Newport Beach, uh, Rancho Cucamonga, uh, Riverside, Sacramento, San Diego, San Jose. There's one in Colorado, there's one in Hawaii, there's two in Indiana, there's one in Kansas, and there's one in Louisville, Kentucky, um, there's one in Oklahoma City, there's there's a shit ton of, there's one in Nashville. Okay. There's an old spaghetti factory in Nashville. Um, uh, and then it's one of those things you can like eat on the trolley, you can actually like eat on the uh, old electric cars, but... Bubba looking at the menu, and it is an old Italian. It's it's like old school, like old Italian food. You know what I mean? Right. It's something that I would be like, yeah, I wouldn't mind trying that. You know what I mean? Um, they ha they have the famous three course meals. It says menu items and prices can vary by location. Please contact the old spaghetti factory near you for specific information. Every every entree. At Old Spaghetti Factory is served with a hot, fresh baked bread, soup, and a crisp green salad, and a scoop of our signature uh, spumoni or vanilla ice cream. Our menu is full of flavorful value that fills every need and feels like home. They got fettuccine Alfredo. They got spinach and cheese ravioli. Um, they have uh, jumbo bruh. Gourmet jumbo crab ravioli. Bruh. Uh, let's see. You can get spaghetti and meatballs for the kids. Um, they, they got chicken parmesan. Uh, breast of chicken fettuccine. Um, mush uh, they got one with uh, 
see, I just seen it. Just seen just chicken. Okay, yeah, it's a chicken marasala. It's a freshly seasoned chicken breast with mushroom and marasala wine sauce served alongside spaghetti with mitsura cheese and browned butter. The desserts are a New York cheesesteak, a chocolate mousse cake, and tiramisu. Um, they have like six different flavors of Italian club soda. Um, they have uh, three very specific milkshakes: the master sh- the the masterpiece shake with Oreo crumble, the orange cream sickle shake, and the factory classics, which are chocolate vanilla and strawberry. Here's the only thing about this menu: this menu don't have prices next to it. That means it's too much. That means it's too damn much for me to eat anything. But if anybody wants to go check it out, and we're not sponsored by the old Spaghetti Factory, but if you want to you know, spend your money there, God bless you. Have a good time. Let us know. And if anybody listening to this podcast has eaten at the old Spaghetti Factory, let us know what it's like. We, we really want to know because, I mean, we're always looking for new things to do, new things to try. So why not, right? Exactly. All right, Bubba. Uh, let's see. Do I got the next one or do you got the next one? I think I got the next one. Yep, you're up. All right. Uh, let's see. The next one we're going to talk about is the Fairmount Chateau Leron. I want to say that's how it's pronounced. And this is in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. The Fairmount Chateau is a grand hotel based in Ottawa. Its past gets, it, excuse me. Its past guests stretch back over a hundred years, including everyone from world leaders to the showbiz elite. If the grandeur and the haunting or two are what you like to see in a hotel, this is a great place for you to hit the hay. The most well-known of the ghosts resides here in the hotel's former owner, American-born Charles Mayville Hayes. Unfortunately, Hayes wasn't alive to see the hotel's grand opening on April 26, 1912, as he was a passenger on the ill-fated ship, the Titanic. Oh. Interesting. He's believed to have returned to the hotel after death to oversee its development and make sure it is exactly as he had wished it would be. Staff state he comes around as mean, as he's been known to break objects and open doors when he is pleased. If you're lucky, or in some cases unlucky, depending on which way you're in, you're inclined, he may appear with your walking. He may appear whilst you're walking down the hallway. Very interesting take. The fact that he was the former owner. He didn't live to see his uh, his vision come to life, if you will, because he died on the Titanic. Another different the ship of the Titanic and all that sort of stuff. People people have their theories about the Titanic and stuff. Um, how are you feeling about this one? Uh, I pretty interested. Uh, j- just to think that this guy who was American-born, moved to Canada to build and open this uh, hotel. Um, then he goes, you know, for for a ride on the Titanic, which is then sunk by an iceberg uh, because they had, 
like no navigational system at all. They couldn't just look out the window, apparently. (laughs) And then returns to make sure that the hotel is being, you know, taken care of and, and everything the way that he would have wanted it to when he was alive. I, that's pretty interesting to me. Yeah. It, it's strange because it's almost like, you know how sometimes people would say like, you know, you never get to see the fruits of your labor sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they, it's like someone passes away before they get to see what happens and how things grow and progress and things of that nature. Right. Um, You know, it, it's, excuse me it's uh it's interesting how like and it would make sense for the spirit to come back to that place that he wanted to see um now the thing is when the staff say that he comes across as mean as he's been known to break objects and opens doors when he's pleased so i guess it's whatever mood he's in i guess i bet they got the i bet i bet you anything the current owners of this hotel are probably like, listen, I know this is your first day on the job, but I don't want to have to deal with Mr. Hayes. Please don't fuck anything up. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait a minute. Mr. Hayes. Yes, we don't want to deal with Mr. Hayes. Well, I thought you were the owner. We are the owners. Okay, so who's Mr. Hayes? He's the ghost that's going to fuck you up if you mess anything up. Right. Huh? Like, you know what? This is my last day on the job. I don't need it. I don't need the money that much. I'm done. Yeah, I don't even need this job right now. I don't need this job. I can go. I can go somewhere else and get yelled at. Mm-mm, I ain't doing it. Especially getting yelled. You know, like you worried about this ghost, really? And then the ghost pops up. Like you got a problem? You know what, sir? You have a good one. You have a good time at this hotel. I'm done. I'm gone like a motherfucker. But no, I ain't got no problem. No problem at all. I was here first. You damn sure was. <laughs> Bro, we got to get that put on a t-shirt soon. <laughs> All day. All right. All right, brother. Let's move on to the last one of the evening. You ready? Let's do it. We're going to talk about the Fairmount Banff Springs Hotel. And this is in Banff, Alberta, Canada. Uh, and before I go into the to the blurb, I, I just want to talk about this picture for a second. Yes. Uh, this picture is absolutely amazing yes it Uh, is there's this i'm gonna try to describe it and i'm gonna do it no justice at all but uh definitely go to hauntedrooms.com and uh scroll down check out this picture there's this big beautiful immense uh hotel on the side of a mountain and above the hotel it's just like flowing mountains with snow all over them. And then the, the, the hotel itself looks to be surrounded by evergreen trees. Like for as far as the eye can see, just evergreen trees, man, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's one of those pictures. Like it's so like, you know what? Maybe instead of us just describing it, Bubba, let's just go ahead and just make that like the the uh, the picture on the front. Like maybe put the Hauntings of logo in the corner and then have that picture so you guys can see what we're looking at because it's a beautiful picture. 
I'll see what I can do with that. There you go. And if not, and if that, and if, and if, and if it can't happen, also, once again, like what Chip said, check out hauntedrooms.com for to look at the picture. All right, go ahead, Bubba. But yeah, it is a it is a pretty sweet picture because it's got pretty much everything you want. Yes, you know, mountains, sky, beautiful green trees. There's a river flowing in the front. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you and got me all hyped up for a picture. <laughs> right, I, it, dude, it's amazing. All right, so. Uh, the Fairmont Beth Springs Hotel, perhaps the most popular of all Canadian hauntings and regarded by many as the most haunted of all the haunted locations in the entire country of Canada. Uh, the Fairmont Springs claim to have a ghost whom they refer to rather affectionately as Sam the Bellhop. So attentive to guests whilst alive, he has carried on his dutiful nature even after death in his full sixties uniform, he has been witnessed helping guests into locked hotel rooms, turning on room lights and even helping guests with bags. He's often seen on the ninth floor. And if you try and conversate or tip him, he's known to vanish before your eyes. Wow. Now, in addition to Sam, the hotel also plays host to several other ghosts, including the apparition of a bartender, a bride dancing in the ballroom, and apparitions outside of a secret room. All right. Secret room? Yes. Now, during the construction of the original wooden hotel, there was a big error from the contractor. A room was built with no windows or doors, a fact that wasn't even shared with the hotel owner. The room was only discovered after a fire broke out in 1926. Huh. Since, yeah, since then, apparitions are often seen roaming the hall outside of this room. Interesting. Yes. Uh, Very interesting. Next, we're going to talk about room 873. This room was reportedly the scene of a tragic murder of a family. Its door has since been bricked up and made to look like the rest of the wall in the hallway. However, guests have reported seeing apparitions outside this room, possibly members of the family that were reported to have been murdered here. Fuck! That ain't good. No. <laughs> that ain't good at all. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about The Burning Bride. Now, oh shit! Yeah, you, you heard me talk about this bride that was dancing in the ballroom. Yeah. Now, however, stories suggest that a woman dressed in her wedding gown lost her life on the staircase. There were candles on the staircase when the bride was walking up to them. When suddenly her dress caught fire, and in a panic, she tripped and fell down the stairs, dying from a broken neck. Many report people have reported seeing her ghost in full wedding gown, often dancing in the ballroom. Guests and staff have, in some cases, witnessed the flames from her dress as she dances. Others have witnessed the woman on the staircase where she fell and lost her life. Bro. <laughs> That's trippy, man. That's crazy. Yep. Staff have said 
that they have heard strange noises coming from the bridal suite, even when the suite is completely vacant. Well, what else are you going to do on your wedding night? <laughs> I mean, right? Uh, and then the it's just a little ectoplasm, baby. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the bellman. Mm. Uh, perhaps the most popular of all the ghosts is Sam Macaulay, like Macaulay Culkin. Yes, uh, he was a bellman at the hotel in the 1960s and 70s. Although not much is known about how or where he died, his ghost is said to haunt the hotel to this day. He has been known to appear in his 1960s uniform, helping guests into locked rooms, turning on and off room lights for them, or or helping them carry their bags. He's often witnessed on the second floor. But, like I said earlier, if you try to start a conversation or attempt to give Sam a tip, he'll just vanish into thin air. Hmm. So, okay. So, but, but here's my question. So what if he like, he's getting the bags. I mean, when you say start up a conversation, like, like, and because normally when people say, Hey, how you doing? It's not necessarily, Hey, let's go into your life story. It's a, Hey, how you doing? It's more of a greeting kind of thing. It's not necessarily a conversation starter. You know what I mean? Right. You know, right. it's more like, hi, how you doing? You know, hey, I can I can get you. Okay, you want to get it? That's cool. Cool. You can get it. All right. Um, it's like maybe he'll say like some what room or, you know, like, you know, which is technically a conversation. But it's like work related. Does that make sense? Yeah. I but where you're coming from. you know what I mean? But if it's more like, hey, let me give you 20 bucks. Where, where'd you go? <laughs> where'd you go? Right. Like. Hold up. So you mean to tell me this man, I mean, he cut on lights for me. He, you know, he, hell, he unpacked my bag, put it in the drawer. Like, <laughs> like, am I going to walk down, see him? Am I, if I, if I wave at him, is he going to disappear again? Like, what if he's talking to somebody as I, as I, like, you know, bruh. <laughs> at that point, everybody knows, okay, yeah, you, uh, and, and, and another thing, like, do the people at the desk, like the concierge, do they know? Like, he's like, front please. Here comes Sam. He's like, hi, Sam. <laughs> you know, like. Right. You know you have like a damn ghost bellhop here? Like, you know, I don't know. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So, as well as the more popular reports that we just spoke about, the hotel <sighs> has a little more to offer as well. The apparitions of a bartender have been witnessed by staff and guests alike, often informing guests that they have drunk a little too much and perhaps it is best if they go to bed. Mm -hmm. And the last one, and perhaps the most spectacular, is the apparition of a headless man playing the bagpipes. Did you just get like a, like a, like a damn Jonathan Davis from Corn vibe when you read that? I did. Yeah, I did too. Uh, <laughs> just like a picturing Jonathan Davis headless playing the bag. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, oh God. 
yeah, you uh, could tell you could tell we're still influenced by new metal. Shut up. <laughs> actually, Corn just released a new album. Yeah, I know. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it yet. I need Pretty to. Good. Pretty good. Gives me uh, follow the leader esque vibes. So. Oh, okay. Then I'm definitely gonna have to look into it. Yep. Uh, so we're, let's just do a little bit of history about the uh, the Banff Springs Hotel. Okay. Uh, in Alberta, Canada. Uh, so it was built in 1888 and was originally a wooden structure. It was hmm. built out of necessity when the CPR or Canadian Pacific Railway stretched westward. A high class hotel was needed for people traveling along the route. The vice president of the CPR, William Van Horn, saw the hotel not only as a stop off point, but also a world class travel destination. With its breathtaking mountain scenery and natural hot springs, it had a lot to be proud of. There was a major fire in 1926 that completely devastated the building and a complete reconstruction was carried out. The new construction was to be loosely based on a Scottish castle with the towers and stone walls. Okay. That's why it looks very... Mm-hmm. Um looks like it looks like it looks like it would be settled in the in the in the hills of Ireland somewhere or Scotland I'm sorry I don't know why I said Ireland Scotland I, I was gonna say I don't yeah think, well whatever <laughs> yeah, I, my, uh, my, it's late ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it is uh the Banff Springs enjoyed an upsurge in popularity in the 30s when celebrities and royalty began flocking to the hotel hotel it quickly became known as the castle of the Rockies. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Uh, surrounded by pristine wilderness, snow-capped mountains, and magical lakes, the Banff Springs is truly one of Canada's most majestic hotels, as well as world-class surroundings. The hotel offer also offers world-class service and amenities. It has, amenities. Yeah. It has, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. This is going to blow your mind. Go ahead. It has 768 guest rooms. Hmm. All are superbly appointed with cozy rooms tucked away in the quiet corners of the castle. To the open suites overlooking Alberta's mountaintops, the Banff Springs offers a vast array of activities for all seasons, including downhill skiing, cross-country skiing, dog sledding, snowshoeing, skating, 27-hole championship golf course, hiking, fishing, river rafting, horseback riding, and more. It caters to families with a wide choice of activities for children, as well as kids' clubs, menus, and even babysitting. Yo, okay. If you want to relax after a long day, there's the Willow Stream Spa that's located in the center of the Banff Springs. There are a number of places to choose from to enjoy a sit-down dinner or to grab something quick. There's also lots of choices in cuisine, with the restaurants offering Canadian, Italian, Bavarian, Japanese, and health-conscious meals. I want to try some of that Bavarian. Right? Um... As well as the large choice of restaurants, the hotel offer, also offers a choice of places to have a quiet drink with pubs and bars and lounges. 
And when you get too drunk, the ghost bartender says, yo, man, go to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the last one on our trek through Canada. Yes. Uh, uh, real, real quick, though, before we get into anything else, um, the, Fal- the, the Fairmount uh, Bat Springs, I actually looked it up. On booking.com. And it is rated 9.4 out of 10. uh, With a lot of uh, reviews so far. Um, And you would go to maybe try to book. Like I'm just, for example, I'm going to click on. I'm going to click on the deluxe spring uh, king size bed. Excuse me. Uh, When you go to click. Ew. Whew. Nope. <laughs> that, that is expensive. That is way too rich for my blood, brother. That is way too rich for my blood. I put. I, I put. I, I put. I put it to you this way. I st- we stayed a week in Panama City Beach for one night. You'd stay here. So we're it's talking. Exp- give me the price. Give me the price. What's the price? We're hey, we talking I, three digits, four I, digits. I, I, I already clicked off of it, brother. Give me one sec. I gotta get back to it. Damn. Yeah, it, it would always be like I hit I, I go to get off the thing. Um and I went to booking.com, so it's probably the it's probably their prices that they're uh doing. So okay, I'll just click i you know what? Forget about booking.com. I'll just go straight to the actual uh website itself. Hang on. Fairmount. There we go. Yeah, it's a luxury hotel. Uh, say according to the thing. Oh, okay. Just showing that you need to have a proof of either negative test or vaccine. Okay, whatever. Okay, so yes, let me look for details. Yes, okay. This is the gold room Fairmount on the fifth on the on the floor on the floor. Uh, it's got all the common amenities, and for whatever reason, okay, if I wanted a book, oh, this isn't bad. What'd you see? You oh, found you probably found it better than I did. The the price we're looking at like three twenty three a night. I mean that's more okay. than I'm willing to pay, but three twenty three right. a night isn't. Uh, terrible yeah oh i clicked on the wrong thing that's why i was thinking like <laughs> i clicked on another hotel i didn't even click on the fan of Hotel. that's my fault i'm sorry oh, i'm an idiot oh well yeah so that being said ladies and gentlemen since i've been made a fool of myself again on the podcast which is a normal every week occurrence now um we, we it's also um what you saw about the hotel is yeah, it's also the number one haunted hotel um, in Canada, along with the James Bay. We, we'll get to haunted hotels and a couple of other things later on. Um, so out of all the ones that we've talked about tonight, which one did you find the most interesting out of the ones we've talked about? Uh, I mean, I guess uh, recency bias, but obviously the Fairmount Banff springs hotel that one um the uh 
which one was it? Yeah, this one, the uh, the old spaghetti factory, because that you know they had the the little yeah. girl with the red balloon. Uh, I don't know if she was the inspiration for Stephen King's kid yeah. or whatnot, but scary ass. Wow. <laughs> uh, there was uh, oh the uh, plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Uh, due to I was going to say plains of Abraham, yeah. Yeah, the historical significance there. Um, and then there was one more. The West Point uh, Lighthouse? Was it in the Prince West Edward Point Island? Lighthouse, or was it Peggy's Point Lighthouse? Which were you talking about? The burning ship? Yes. That was West Point Lighthouse. Okay, yeah. Those, yeah. those were my top. My top. I'll just go with my top three. My top three, and this is in no particular order. The West Point Lighthouse, um, the Plains of Abraham, and uh, the Fairmount Baft Springs Hotel. Uh, honorable mention to the old Spaghetti Factory. Now I want to go to Nashville and try to find it and <laughs> see where it is. Right. Um, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this. A very special edition of The Hauntings of and... Uh, where do we go from here with this series? Who knows? I mean, we may, we may uh, dabble around. Maybe we'll maybe go across the pond to our neighbors on the uh, other side of the hemisphere. Maybe I don't know. Possibly England. Possibly Ireland. Possibly, or maybe, you know. or maybe we'll travel south and maybe Mexico or Brazil or. Argentina, yeah, there's pl- it's a there's a plethora of places because the hauntings don't stay in the United States. They're 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 all over the place. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, thank you for tuning into this episode, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you learned anything, and if you've been to any of these haunted places, let us know. Send us a message um, uh, on our social media pages or email. You know, if you guys want to. Um, Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Shout out to Sean Thompson of Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, twitch.tv slash Unleash Demon for Ivan Montanez. Should I watch that with Sean Miller? Thank you to all the sponsors. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. Please tell me, Bubba, are we up to 21,000 right now, or are we close? Uh, You know, I haven't looked at the numbers this weekend. Let's see. Pulling in them up right now. We we going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try to get this. Uh, oh, man. We are. We're there. We're there at 21,000? We'll, yes. I mean, we're like five away, so we'll. See oh, then yeah, we we got twenty, we got twenty one thousand, <laughs> twenty one thousand downloads, and that is all you guys. Thank you guys so much for the love and support that you give in this podcast. Like what we said, you know, we got a lot of cool things coming down the pipe from Movement Radio. Rap rewind still going to happen. Um, battle topics is still happening. Um, be on the lookout for the uh, relapse uh, retrospective, and look out for. Uh, uh, the newest uh, battle topics that we got. Uh, got a lot of cool stuff coming down. Um, you know, again, like I'm blown away of, for all, of all the love that we've been getting. And thank you guys so much again for all the love and support that you give in this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode. Chip, let's hit them with the outro.
Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos, and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.